Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. He asked me to do that thing to his nether regions <laughs> asked yeah, ask me to close my eyes and suck out of a hose i think it was useful information <laughs> to know all that <laughs> he's like he's like grip this sausage with the force but not too hard <laughs> don't forget the balls <laughs> <laughs> the balls you must not forget the, the balls you must not forget <laughs> Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and every other gender of the rainbow to goats. The show where we aim to find the very best in any category that we can think of. Before I introduce my two co-stars, I'm just going to let you, yes, you, the listener or viewer, know that if you'd enjoy our little podcast and if you'd like to support us, then head over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash the goats podcast. But if you'd like to support us without paying up, we'd really appreciate it if you either gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or by following our Instagram account at the underscore goats underscore pod. Now that's out of the way, how are you doing, Morgan Sebeck? What are these fucking hand signals you were... <laughs> What's going goat. on there? Let's go. And then pod is... I just went... Uh... Better... Like I was in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> so good, mate. Yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm all right. I, 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 you know, I feel very mindful today, very calm, very collected. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just like our good friend, Morkel, who's just having the best day. I'm so calm. I'm so, I'm so in love with my computer issues. <laughs> I'm so mindful about how fucking fine it is. <sighs> Are we going to end up in your booklet of things that have annoyed you today? Uh, no. <laughs> I want to keep the podcast a secret. <laughs> so this yeah. won't be going in my journal of... Of all the horrible things in your brain, you're happy to tell your therapist about, but not our podcast. How sad is that? Well, I haven't got on to the really horrible stuff yet. Um, like the podcast? That's... No, like, <laughs> like next week it's like, let's. she was like, at the end of this week, she was like, oh, why don't we dive into 
why things are the way they are. What about what about when you were a kid and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, she's done it. <laughs> <laughs> the Vietnam flashback starts. Flashback starts. The helicopters are behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <Yeah>. Fortunate <laughs> sun starts playing. The eyes glaze over. <laughs> he just grips her. No, yeah, fair play. <clears throat> But yeah, I'm good though. How are you, Vinny? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I woke up to a a metric shit ton of snow, and it's been mm. snowing extremely heavily all day. It's been very fun to watch. Really? Has the snow settled where you are? Yeah, it's settled. Um, I assumed it started in the night or in the mor- wee hours of the morning because I woke up to quite a thick amount of snow. Um, but I think at some point it started like raining, and now. Like half of it's gone, most of it's gone, unfortunately. But it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, we had like a a decent layer. I'd describe it as it wasn't phenomenal, but it was you know it was there. But it, it went today. It started raining. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just gone. been pissing down all day today. Yeah, no snow, unfortunately, because when you do a job like mine where you have to drive, if it snows, you're like, yes, it's dangerous. Let's not go. <laughs> I know that's the that's the disappointing thing about working from yeah. home. If yeah. you do you do work about seventy percent as hard all the time, but mm. you don't get to work no percent as hard when it snows. Yeah, yeah. whereas well, in my job, sometimes you get to work no percent as hard. Exactly, just <laughs> fantastic. Right, should I get into it then? Yeah, get up in there, mate. For every young aspiring main character in fiction, there's an older and wiser teacher who shares their knowledge and techniques to said main character, who without them, there'd be no great stories of heroism. Without Morpheus, Neo would still be living in the Matrix, clocking in a nine-to-five job. Without Master Shifu, Poe would still be working in his stepdad's noodle kitchen. And without Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, the karate kid, wouldn't know how to wax a car. But who is the greatest fictional mentor of all time? Well, that's why I've allowed Mork and Sebek in my podcast. Yes, my podcast. (laughs) So they can tell me the answer. Please. (laughs) Can I go go first? first? Sebek can go first. Um, So, yeah, I just want to start by saying Master Master Shifu is a banging, um, a banging, mentor he's not the one i picked but i do i love i i love the first kung fu panda i'm just i i fucking love the first kung fu panda it's so good it's so good what's the the tortoise called i can't master uguay he's the one who actually picks poe he's the one who picks poe he's like this he's like pointing at him he's like tigress is like master uguay where are you pointing at me and he's like no him and master chief is like it must be a mistake and he's like there are no mistakes. That's actually quite a good Master Uguay impression. Yeah, um, and then he dies. He floats off into blossom, doesn't he? Yeah. My favourite bit, there's a really good quote, <clears throat> which sounds like something from a fridge magnet, but I do like it, and I always remember it. He says, 
Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's, that's why we why call it the present. present. Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> yeah, that it's a good way to think. You know, it's it's, it's a bit it's a bit cringe, but it's a, yeah, it's a it nice is thing a bit to live cringe, by. I suppose. No, it's, it, nice. it's the kind of like thing it. that mums would post on Facebook with like a minion underneath. <laughs> live, laugh, life, live, laugh, live, Ooh, laugh, laugh, life. <laughs> live life, Uguay. <laughs> um, it's my way or the Uguay. So I want you now, just both of you, mostly Michael, actually, I'm really aiming it. I wrote this as though it was aimed at Michael. I don't know why, because obviously Vinny's the one judging, but yep. I just want everyone, as I read this set of events, as I narrate these events, I just want you to imagine Michael going through this set of events, okay? As the so, trainer or as the little scrote who's getting trained? As the little scrote, in your words. Um, right. right, so I want you to close your eyes. Well, don't close your eyes, but... Michael, just imagine you're 19. You look about 35, but you are 19. Right. <laughs> according to the canon. You're on an ice planet, right? You've been attacked by a giant yeti, and then you use some magic to escape. But yes. once you escape, you're like, mate, it's fucking well cold out here. And you start getting a bit sleepy, and then you actually decide to have a little nap and just die on the floor. Um, but then the ghost of your dad's best mate pops up. And he's like, you should nip off to meet the bloke that taught me magic. And he lives at this other place. And you're like, oh, fucking, all right, whatever, but I'm probably going to die here. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And then just as you're about to die, your other mate, who's a space cowboy, turns up on a two-legged furry camel. And the camel (laughs) dies, so he cuts the camel open, (laughs) and you both get in it for a nap. And then he saves you, and it's all fine. So jump forward a little bit. You get in a space plane and go to find the bloke that taught your dad's best mate magic. Is this Dagobah um, you're going to by any chance? <laughs> it could. I don't. I, it could be any bar, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was actually quite good. That was good. Okay. That was good. Well done, Sam. So, but when you land on the planet where your dad's best mate's mate is, uh, he's supposed to be there, but the play. This place is just a massive shithole. Like, it's a proper shithole. There's, like, fucking needles everywhere and, like, shit on the floor. And there's, like, crisp packets. And someone's, like, shat in a crisp packet. And you're like, why wouldn't you just shit on the floor? Um, <laughs> why wouldn't you just shit on the floor? <laughs> and it's, it's, all, it's all, like, muddy. And then, and then you try and land your space plane. And that just fucking lands in some mud. And it's fucked. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And you're just sat there. You get out of the plane. You're just all muddy, staring at your broken, spa- or your broken space plane. And then fucking... You start feeling like, oh, someone's, I think someone's watching me. And then you turn around and there's this little fucking gremlin <laughs> and he just starts ripping the piss, being like, you can't park there, mate, you fucking love. <laughs> and you're like, oh, mate, look, I've had it up to here, you little twat. I'm only here to meet my dad's best mate to teach me magic. And no, then your dad's the gremlin's best mate's like, mate. Oh, my dad's best mate's mate. Sorry. Yeah. My dad's best mate's mate to teach yeah. me magic. And the gremlin's like, oh, I think I know your dad's best mates, mate. <laughs> and you're like, oh, all right then, Where where's he at? And he's like, well, I'll tell you, but you've got to come back to mine for dinner first. And you're like, oh, I can see where this is going. But you think you could probably fight him off, so you risk it. Um, <laughs> so, so you go back to his house, and his house is kind of nice. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say, he's maybe he's a scrap metal dealer, I don't know. But his house is... <laughs> His house is really small, right? And because he's small, 
and he's like making you have this fucking stew and then you like bump your head and you're like oh, for fuck's sake and you just lose your rag which i imagine you could because you haven't been doing your mindfulness yet yeah and you're like fucking just you little prick just show me where my dad's best mate's mate is <laughs> my head hurts i bang my head on your stupid fucking caravan just where the fuck is he and then you're fuming but then the gremlin starts having a magical phone call with your dad's best mate and he's like, I can't train this dickhead. He's like 35 and he's been a moody prick. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? And then you realise the gremlin is your dad's best mate's mate. You're like, fucking shit. Now I look like a right prick. And then you're like, nice, nah, fine. I promise I won't be angry. I'll do some, you can teach me some mindfulness. And then your dad's best mate's mate is like, I don't think so. You seem like a prick. But then <laughs> your dad's mate, the guy who's came and saw you on the ice planet, yeah. he's on the phone and he's like, no, he's all, I swear, I vouch for him, he's all right. I know he seems like a prick, but he's all right. <laughs> and then eventually the gremlin's like, fine, whatever, I'll train you. So the training starts. Part one of the training, he gets on your back and you go for a little jog around the swamp. That's part one. It really hard. You start getting a bit mouthy with him and he's like, look, mate, do you want to be a fucking magic boy or not? Because this attitude is not going to cut it. And then he's like, all right, we've been for a jog. Now go in that spooky cave. And you're like, fine, I'm not scared of anything. You get in the spooky cave. Lo and behold, your arch nemesis is in there who's a half robot, half man, space <laughs> Nazi, dressed as a samurai. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Um, but you pull out your laser sword and you have a fight with him <laughs> and you actually beat him and cut his head off and then his head rolls along the floor and you look at his head and it's actually your head. And you're like, what the fuck? What have I been smoking? What's this gremlin been giving me? <laughs> What's in that stew? <laughs> so yeah, you come out, you're like, that fucking mushroom, mushroom stew, I've had enough of that. And he's like giggling like... <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then your other mates, it's important to note that your other mates, they're getting up to some hijinks at the moment, but you're mm. not there. And then a couple of weeks go past and you and the gremlin are still training and like he's making you do a handstand. But while you're doing a handstand on one hand and he stood, he stood on your feet, you're also using some magic to lift up some rocks. And it's like you're kind of starting to get it. You've done the mindfulness. You've started writing down your thought diary. It's starting to come together, right? But then... Just while you're doing the handstand, your space plane, what's in the background, sinks deeper into the mud and it makes a really loud noise and it distracts you. You fall over, the gremlin falls off, and you're like fucking all angry again. It all comes back out. You're like, oh, you fucking little prick. I just I just want to learn magic and you're just making me do fucking stupid handstands and jog around the forest and take drugs and go in caves and this is fucking shit. Relatable, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, this fucking, I just want to get my space plane, but my space plane's stuck in the fucking swamp. And he's like, it's fine, mate. Just magic it out. And you're like, I can't even magic that. It's fucking massive. What are you talking about? So you walk off on the right half, but as you're walking off, the fucking gremlin magics it out. And you're like, what the fuck? That was sick. So then you're like, right. It's like when you have to retake your GCSEs, you're like, oh, this time I'm actually going to try hard. So, oh, I did. Um, (laughs) Genuinely, if I hadn't have failed my first year of A levels, I wouldn't have met my girlfriend. So, if you hadn't had a gremlin tell you when you fail your A levels, do it again. So he's like, 
all right, let's fucking go for it. Then you do a bit more training, but then you have like a nightmare slash trip where you realize that your two best mates, the space princess and the space cowboy, are in trouble with the space Nazi. And you're like, fuck. So then you're like, mate, I've got to go. I've got to get my space plane and, and go. And he's like, no, you little shit. You're not ready to go fight the space Nazi. And then suddenly your dad's best mate's ghost pops up and he's like, I don't know, he might be right. And then the gremlin's like, what the fuck, would you fuck off? He's like, he's not 19. He's only done some handstands. He's not going to do it. And then you fly off anyway because you're a fucking headstrong little prick and you're like, my mate, the fucking space princess and my mate, the space cowboy are in trouble. And then you fly off, you find the space princess and the space cowboy and they're with the space Nazi and you have a bit of a scrap with the space Nazi and actually he fucking does you on and he cuts your hand off. And then your hand falls down a big hole and as your hand falls down, he's like, by the way, I'm actually your dad. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, no, you're not. And he goes, yeah, I am. And you're like, no, you're not. And he goes, no, I am. <laughs> and then you go, no! <laughs> And put a really horrible face. <laughs> and then you do a runner. So the space Nazi, who's captured your mate, who's the space cowboy, and he freezes him in a big block of ice and then sells it to a space slug. <laughs> and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, right, I've got to go and sort this guy out now. But before you get there, your other mate, the space princess, dresses up as a space bounty hunter, breaks in, she frees him, but the last minute she gets caught. So then she gets turned into a sex slave. Bad vibes. <laughs> it's unfortunate when that happens. <laughs> it is really bad. So, and then you're like, right, for fuck's sake, I've got to go. And then you go and save your mate. You turn up, you fight a big monster. Then there's some hijinks where they try and sort of throw you down a giant space anus. And then you escape <laughs> and you make out with your mates. And you're like, look, I'll be with you a second. But I just need to catch up with my dad's best mate's mate, who's actually a gremlin who's going to teach me magic. So you go back to the bar and you're like, right, what are you up to? And then he's not very well. And you're like, oh, fuck. I wish I'd stayed now. And then he's like, basically, he just goes, the space Nazi he is actually your dad. And then he just fades into magic dust. And you're like, oh, fuck fucking shit so then some other stuff happens and your dad's best mate's ghost is like you know your fit mate the space princess she's oh, actually yeah. your sister no what and you're you go like oof and you don't mention the fact that you actually necked off of her one she's actually my space <laughs> sister you're like ah oh, shit so you're just like oh yeah great i've never fancied her or nothing um, I always thought I always thought knew we were brother and sister. Isn't that what they say? And they're like, but why did you get off with each other then? The yeah. He's like, well, he's like, well, have you heard of genetic sexual attraction? That's it. That actually is it. What it is? Yeah, it ties it all together. <laughs> and then, so then you go back to your mates, the one who's in the ice and the space princess. They're all fine now, and she's fine, even though she was a sex slave and he was in ice for ages. It's all fine. They're over it. And you're like, we need to destroy Space Hitler and his boss, (laughs) Space Hitler Extreme. Space Goebbels. Space Goebbels. So so there's some back and forth. 
and then you have a big fight with your dad, the space Nazi, while your mates get some help from some tooled up teddy bears to fight the other Nazis. And then you sort of beat your dad. Like, you do some flips and shit, and your dad's like, yo, what? And then he, and then you could kill him, but you're like, no, because I've done mindfulness, and I know killing's bad. So he's like, well, if you're not going to kill me, I'm going to take you to see my boss, mega extreme space Hitler. And you're like, right, fine, whatever. So you meet his boss, and his boss is like, look, either be my new best mate, or I'll zap you. And you're like, oh, whatever, zap me then, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so then he starts zapping you with some evil space magic, but your dad's like, fuck this shit. And he has a redemption arc and he picks up his boss who starts zapping him and he throws him down a big hole. And you're like, oh shit, yeah, fuck yeah, my dad's all right. Even though he killed all them people and blew up the planet, <laughs> he's actually fine now. So it's all right because he threw a bloke down a hole. So, you know, I guess everything's fine. But then it turns out that he got zapped too hard by Space Hitler Extreme and he's actually going to die. But he takes his hat off and he has a look at you and you have a little moment. And then um, and then you're like, all right, well, I guess I should burn his body. So then you get back in your space plane and then fly down to the planet with all the teddy bears on it. And then you burn your dad's body nub, nub. and then... W- and have a big nub, party nub, and nub, say nub nub, nub nub and then um, <laughs> and then while you're at the nub nub, uh, nub, nub. His, his body's like burning nub, 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 nub. and it's like a little moment and then you see the ghost of your dad his best mate and his best mate's mate, the gremlin, and they're all giving you a knowing look like, ah, uh, you did it. And then you realise the lesson the gremlin was trying to teach you was that the magic was in you the whole time. Oh. You just had to learn to feel it. And also, the real prize was the friends you made along the way. Oh, isn't that precious? And the space gremlin, who some have called Yoda, I believe is the greatest mentor of all time because he taught you that you were the magic and you just needed to believe in yourself and also be a bit less angry. Kind of. And I feel like the reason I aimed at that, Michael, is because I feel like Michael also has magic in him and he also needs to be a bit less angry. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean... Your description of that just made me realise how fucking stupid Star Wars is. <laughs> and, and how actually Space Gremlin, like, he didn't do nothing really, did he? All he did was, like, teach him how to do a handstand and then die. No! And then, no! like, after the fact, he's like, so I told you, mate, it was, this was the message I was trying to tell you, but really, it was just luck. No, it wasn't lucky because he taught him to use the Force and to feel... And to channel his yeah, energy to the feeling right place. Had, feeling had nothing to do with Space Hitler throwing Super Space Hitler Supreme down a hole. <laughs> no, but Space Hitler would never have had the opportunity to love you again if you hadn't bested him in combat, which you wouldn't have done if you hadn't have tra- trained with the Space Gremlin. Oh, right, and yeah. then I forget all the handstands made him a really good fighter. Yeah. And, ca- and carry him around in the woods with his, on, his yeah, Gremlin but... on his back. Yeah. Um, yeah, you wouldn't have had the opportunity... To show your dad that everything was fine if you hadn't bested him in combat, which then allowed you to 
make the ultimate sacrifice and be like, I'm not going to kill you. You can kill me if you want. Then he takes you to his boss. And then as his boss is killing you, he realizes he still has feelings in his heart and he let, he saves you. And you wouldn't have done that without the space gremlin. I never really understand understood that scene where Luke goes into like the, the shrubbery or whatever. And then there's, there's Darth Vader and then he cuts his head off and it was Luke all along. I never really was. Did that really happen? Or was that just completely symbolic? No. So that's like a, a force dream, but I think it's not actually supposed to look like him. It's supposed to look a bit like him because it's his dad. So it's him um... learning. Oh, it's my dad. But obviously, you know, I know I've run out of time and I, I was trying to think of a way of worming this in, but I just don't think there is a way. So I think I'm just going to sort of just shoehorn it in. Yeah, go for it. Um, I, I just wanted to end um, my presentation mm-hmm. with a song. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah? And um, <laughs> Vinny, I, obviously me. you aren't prepared for this in any way. Not at all. But if you could just pick up your guitar and um, and do you know the song Lola by The Kinks? I, I don't actually know of it, but um, I, I can I can almost feel the chords in my in my soul. Have you pre-rehearsed this <laughs> without me? No, no. <laughs> this is just the force. This is off the cuff, mate. Completely off the cuff. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. I met him in a swamp down in Dagobah Where it bubbles all the time Like a giant carbonated soda S-O-D-A soda I saw the little runt sitting there on a log And I asked him his name And in a raspy voice he said Yoda Why are you Yoda 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 well, I've been around, but I ain't never seen a guy who looks like a muppet, but he's wrinkled and green. Oh, my Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. Well, I'm not dumb, but I can't understand how he can lift me in the air just by raising his hand. Oh, my Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. fantastic so yeah to end my presentation (laughs) you know i think that the greatest fictional mentor of all time it has to be yoda because he told us that the magic was in us the whole time and also i think he just has every trope you need if we're being honest if we're being serious if i'm going to take it serious for a second he has the whole you didn't think he was anything and then it actually turns out he was something mm-hmm. like that's a classic bit it's like oh he's just an old man and it turns out he's fucking super powerful yeah and he taught you things that you thought were unnecessary and they turned out to be useful in the future. And he taught you that the magic was in you the whole time and you just had to be dedicated. He's the proper, he's the ultimate cinema mentor. He's also probably one of the most recognisable figures in cinema history. It's fucking Yoda, man. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I think you are right. He does have a lot of the uh, mentor tropes, the things like, 
yeah, you, you, you think he's just some crusty old man until you realize, oh, shit, he's actually super powerful. And he, he makes Luke do all these crazy things where at the time Luke's like, I don't want to do this. How is this helpful? And then later on, he's like, oh, my God, that was actually really helpful. Waxing that car was waxing his car and doing his shopping was helpful. <laughs> doing his laundry. <laughs> doing his laundry, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't have any more to say on that, I think, but I do have a middle bit. Oh, just a middle bit. Oh, just a middle bit. So, <clears throat> with like movie mentors and TV show mentors, fictional mentors in general, a big part of the the legacy of these iconic and legendary mentors is these incredible inspirational quotes of which you you live by and they stick with you afterwards like the thing you said with master ugwe earlier and do or do not there is no try so i've got a bunch of quotes and a bunch of uh multiple choice answers three apiece nice. And right. let's go for Mork first. The quote is, Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not. Wear it like armour, and it can never be used to hurt you. So who said that? Was it A, Dumbledore? Was it B, Tyrion Lannister? Or was it C, Master Splinter? Is it Tyrion Lannister? Ding, 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 ding! It's Tyrion Lannister! <laughs> yeah, I knew it was. <laughs> One point on the board for you. Boom. Seb. Yes. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Was it A, Master Shifu, B, Iroh from Avatar Last Airbender, or C, Gandalf? I don't know if it's a very Gandalf. I don't don't know for a fact. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a very Gandalf-y thing to say. He doesn't. He does have words of wisdom, but he's more like a wizard. Never lately. Like he doesn't really like say things that are overly profound. Yeah. Is it Master Shifu? The bit at the end where he's lying on the floor and Poe thinks he's dead, but he's actually asleep. No, it is not. Can I guess? Is it? Um, so have you had your guess? Yeah, but then it's obviously Iroh from Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> not Dragon Ball Z. Last Airbender. <laughs> No, no. Um, well, Mork, you won't get any points because I know you know the answer. By the way, yeah, these were it's... these were handpicked for all of you. Yeah, okay. It, it's not him. It's Gandalf. Seb. Yeah. When does Gandalf say that? Um, I actually don't remember when he says it, but I know I know it. He says all we it. have to do is decide what to do with the time that we are given. He definitely he says say it. that. The does he say that in Fellowship or in? He says it in the Fellowship when Ga- when Frodo's like, oh, I don't really know like what I'm supposed to do with the ring and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's not very okay. helpful, is it? <laughs> he just says that and leaves, refuses yeah. to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mork. While it's always best to believe in oneself, a little help from others can be a great blessing. Hmm. Is it A, Iroh? Is it B, Master Ugwe? Was it C, Rafiki, who's the baboon from Lion King, if you don't remember? I know you know that I've not seen Lion King. You've not seen Lion King? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? Okay, well, it, whatever, just answer. <laughs> um, I don't think it's... Who did you say? Uguay. I don't think it's him. Uh, yeah, Uguay so was one of the answers, it's either going to be Iroh or Rafiki. 
I don't think it could be. I think maybe Iroh. I'm going to go with that. Ding, ding, ding. It's Iroh. Yes. <laughs> I just didn't think, like, why would you say that to a lion? Like, it doesn't seem like that kind of film to be like, oh, you need help from all your pals. Like, no. Yeah. Although, to be fair, he's had quite a hard time at Barcelona, so he might be feeling a bit more friendly. What? <laughs> yeah, Rafinha. I'm trying to wipe that one out. Who, who, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Rafinha? Yeah, it was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, that was Great, terrible, because they don't even sound anything alike. <laughs> Rafiki, like, Rafinha. They, they, <laughs> they <laughs> start with this, like, rah, that's it. <laughs> rah. <laughs> um okay so back yes to get points on the board mm-hmm. it's okay to lose to opponents it's never okay to lose to fear is it a charles xavier from x-men b morpheus from the matrix or c mr miyagi from the karate kid well, I've seen The Matrix, and I don't remember him saying that. I've seen quite a lot of the X-Men films. He might say something like that. I've not seen The Karate Kid. So. I'm going to say it's Mr. Miyagi. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. It's from uh, Karate Kid 3, in fact, uh, which I actually <laughs> haven't seen. but They made the first three. Well, they made they've made like twenty or something. I don't know. They made a few. Yeah. Made like a remake or something, like There's a TV a series as well. Yeah, yeah Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. It's supposed to be quite good. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mork. Yeah. Your last your last quote. The past can hurt, but you can either run from it or learn from it. Is it A Obi Wan Kenobi, B Rafiki again from The Lion King, or C Remus Lupin from Harry Potter? Mm. What was the first one? Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep. Obi Wan Kenobi. I reckon. That's great for this quiz because that's wrong. Is it, it was Rafiki. Oh, Rafiki. I didn't yeah. know Rafiki could talk. Yeah, he's a baboon. I mean, it's the Lion King. They're all animals <laughs> that can talk. Like, why are you surprised by that? Yeah, yeah. He oh, has, yeah, damn Rafiki it. has some great words of wisdom. He's a great character. Hmm. Okay, Sebek, you need to get your last one correct if you want to be in for the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. There is not a monster more dangerous than a lack of compassion. Is it A, Master Splinter, B, Dumbledore, or C, John Keating from Dead Poets Society? I've never seen Dead Poets Society. Yeah, neither. <laughs> it's, it's your man, um, Robin Williams. He's seeing angels inside. Um... <sighs> also, what about Cthulhu? That's a bit. That's a more terrifying monster than lack of compassion. <laughs> or like the is Balrog. He ne- is, he, is he never seen fucking Mecha Godzilla? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's never seen Messi when he's gonna fucking tear down the half space. Has <laughs> <laughs> he never seen Twenty Twelve? No beard, no tattoos. Messi. <laughs> Um, yeah, Master Splinter, Dumbledore, or John Keating. Do you know what? I feel like it sounds like something that I think would be in Dead Poet Society, so I'm going to say John Keating. Unfortunately, it was Master Splinter. So, 
let's God. just pretend that quiz didn't happen, and then let's just do the middle bit, the the the, the uh, tiebreaker tie, anyway. Tiebreaker anyway. Tiebreaker for for to to get some respect. No. Uh, yeah, you get you earn my respect if you get this what? one. What about if I so, get it right though? I actually won. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, you actually win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I've got a bunch of quotes. I've got a bunch of quotes, and they're all from the same fella. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking machine gun them all. I'm just gonna keep saying them. And the first yeah. person to say his name gets it. It matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. Hitler. <laughs> That's not a valid answer. You know that's not a valid answer, Seb. <laughs> he wishes it was. That's just the thing. Like people don't realise this about Seb. His next answer is gonna be Goebbels. Um Nature? There is always something more to learn, even for a master. For a master. Your mind is like this water, my friend. When it is agitated, it becomes Bruce Lee. Uguay. It's Master Uguay. It is Master Uguay, yes! Hey. Yeah, the second Why quote... Why did I, I say just... Bruce Lee? <laughs> yeah, you said Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, the this, this second quote on this, this this thing that I've got was just the whole, uh, there's a saying, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. So I was like, I just got to skip that one because he'll just get it <laughs> straight away. Sam fucking knows it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. you were like, that fictional mentor, Bruce Lee. <laughs> when you said fucking Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit... No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately for everyone involved, Morks won the middle bit. But no, no, fortunate... no, 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 it's a draw. It's a draw. It's not no, a draw. No, no, no. You've, earned, you've earned my respect, Sebek. Okay, okay. You've earned my respect, and that's more important than actually winning some frivolous middle game quiz. So, really, yeah, exactly. Morks lost. He, he's taking a big <laughs> L home. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see if he can uh, make it redeem up with himself. his yeah, redeem himself with his. Uh, uh, pitiful idea of who the greatest mentor of all time is. Okay, I'll stop being nasty. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Right, so, I took a reasonable amount of time googling names. Um, the same ones kept popping up over and over. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda. And I was like, oh, they're fucking lame. Star Wars sucks. And then I was like, kept seeing Mr. Miyagi... And I was like, well, he's quite good. But then I remembered that they did a Karate Kid remake with Will Smith Jr. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to mention anything to do with that. And then I saw Uncle Ben on one list. And I was like, well, he's not really a mentor. He just says one thing and dies. (laughs) No, not the guy from the rock. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, I was like, he just dies. Like, he doesn't mentor Spider-Man, he just dies. He's not even Spider-Man when he dies. He just says, with great power comes great responsibility. And that's it. It's like, okay. He well. says one He says one cool line, just gets axed off immediately, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, that's not really mentoring, is it? Um, and I also didn't really want to go down superheroes, because I was like, oh, I can't be bothered with that. And then there was just a name which I already had in my head, and it just kept coming up and up. And I was like, oh, the, like the image of him. Like, I was just, ah, oh, this is, he's just got to be the one. I'm just going to go with this. Now, mentors are normally wise. They're old and experienced. They're normally very powerful themselves and they pass on their knowledge to others. Yeah. They help, they help people with their tasks, which are often tough. And initially, they might not be up to the task. 
Now, just close your eyes and picture picture with me the perfect mentor. Old, wise character, wearing long robes. He's gentle and pleasant, but he's vastly powerful and respected. Sporting a long beard to boot. A stick in their hand, which channels their power. And a pointy hat above their head. So wise, in fact, they sometimes speak in riddles. Someone with maybe magical powers. I think the answer is obvious. We all know who I'm going to talk about. Come on, it's me. Either of you want to say the name for me? Go on, Uh, you want to give it a go? uh, I think I might know. (laughs) His name... Is Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore? Oh, we can all go home now. That was the bit. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dumbledore, before his death, was widely regarded as the Dumbledore most dies. Pal- I haven't made it up to the. I've only read up to the fifth book. You've seen all the films, Finney. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) 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 Dumbledore, they came out like over a decade ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's widely regarded as as the most powerful wizard in the world and the only person in which Lord Voldemort feared. In his early years, he was famous for stopping the dark wizard Grindelwald He was also famous for his work on the Twelve Uses of Dragon's Blood and his work on alchemy. And later, he became headmaster of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and held the position for 30 years. So he was a very powerful wizard who was greatly respected and he achieved a hell of a lot. So he was the perfect person to become a mentor when the world faced new danger towards Mm. the end of his life. Now... Although he survived the first Wizarding War, like the first time Voldemort was about in that, he had a much bigger role to play when Lord Voldemort returned. Voldemort was stopped when he failed to kill an infant boy who would later become the key to stopping him on his return. And this boy would be the person whom Dumbledore would go on to mentor. Harry Potter, of course. Harry Um, Potter? Like Harry, Dumbledore also lost his parents when he was young. And this made him sympathise with Harry. And it meant that he would understood how Harry felt about losing his parents. However, before Harry, it's important to mention a few other people that he's helped and how he's shown that he can be selfless and great mental material. He rejected the position of Minister of Magic on many occasions, instead choosing to remain as the headmaster of Hogwarts, putting his care for the school and his students over money and power that that would bring. He also helped Hagrid a lot uh, become the groundskeeper after he was wrongly expelled. He helped him get over the death of his parents as well, and encouraged him to become a wizard, even though he was half-giant and people hated him and were racist to him, etc., And he also let Lupin attend the school, even though he was a werewolf, because he believed that all children should be given the chance at education. So he's very selfless. He puts other people's needs before themselves, which is what a great mentor should be. Well, is he? 
because like I'm a big Harry Potter fan, right? Mm-hmm. But here's two things. First and foremost, right? He should have taken the Ministry of Magic job because he would have stopped them being invaded by the Nazis. So that would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah, but he wouldn't. Bit have, how would he know that? Like, how would he have had the foresight to know that? But it. But the point is, he can do so much more good from a bigger position of power. Well, maybe yeah, there's too much to bureaucracy. Maybe there's too much bureaucracy, and he uh, wouldn't have liked that. Like he wouldn't have actually been able to influence as much as he would have liked. Well, think about like imagine if we hadn't had Barack Obama because he just wanted to be a high school fucking head teacher. Yeah, but he might have been a better mentor as a high school head teacher than as a president. This isn't should Dumbledore take in the Ministry of Magic job. Is is Dumbledore anyway, a great mentor? Anyway, anyway, anyway. That's not even the point. Letting a werewolf into the school is dangerous and reckless and silly. No, because <laughs> it wasn't dangerous and reckless because no one ever got hurt or bitten. He put up, he made the Shrieking Shack and gave him like a whole ritual and everything and he helped him get through it and he helped him in his career and his life and he gave what became a great wizard, Lupin. So mm. why is that bad? Do you think that people with like physical and you know, whatever ailments shouldn't be given the chance to prove themselves no, to be great. It's is that what you're saying? We're talking about disabled people. <laughs> is that what werewolves. you're saying? Why should he, what why should Lupin right. sacrifice no. his education to become because a Because he's a werewolf. Wizard. I'm sorry, but imagine if you, right. I bet you, wouldn't, you I bet you only out, want pure but, bloods at school as well, you fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I, bet, no. I bet you found I, Scary Movie too funny when that guy was in the wheelchair, you fucking <laughs> ableist. Yes, Sam. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is this. If you had a kid at school and you found out there was a student who was a werewolf... But no one found out. This is what Dumbledore did. He made sure he would have a proper education by putting these protective measures in place because he cares about everybody, Seb. But what? how does he care about Harry? How did he mentor him and how did he help him in defeating the greatest dark wizard of all time, Lord Voldemort? Well, through the first couple of years of their relationship, he makes sure that Harry attends Hogwarts in the first place by sending Hagrid to go and get him from the Dursleys when he's being held up in a cottage. And he rushes back from London at the end of the Philosopher's Stone as well when he believes that Harry might be in trouble with Professor Quirrell. And he's the first person that Harry speaks to when he wakes up. And Dumbledore is very honest with him and he explains the whole lot. He's like, yep, that was Voldemort. He's back. Um, You know, he's He's probably going to come back. He's a very weak version of himself. And he's very honest and he opens up about all these things when he could have kept these things away from him. Um, He gave him very calm advice and he showed Harry that he can be truly trusted and he will look out for Harry while he is at Hogwarts. Then he helps Harry by giving him some very subtle advice about how to pull the sword of Gryffindor from the hat and defeat the basilisk. He's also the one who comes up with the idea for using the time turner, unlike how it was shown in the films, and so that Harry and Hermione can help make sure Sirius escapes, and he also ensures that they don't get caught when they perfect, you know, pull off this yeah. task, so that he's protecting Harry as well as mentoring him through this stage, because he knows that he needs his innocent godfather back. But it's in the fourth instalment where Dumbledore ramps up his mentorship of Harry. Unlike in the very bizarre scene in the movie where Dumbledore is screaming at Harry, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? In the book, he very cal- it specifically says that he very calmly asks Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? 
did you get another older student to do it for you? And Harry says no, and Dumbledore believes him straight away. He's very concerned about Harry's welfare and why he has just been chosen in the Triwizard Tournament and who must have put his name in the Goblet of Fire. And he's doing this because he's starting to think and suspect that Voldemort is getting closer to Harry. And this may have been an attempt to lure him and kill him. Mm. And he's also one of the only people that believes Harry when he tells about Voldemort's return after going through the portkey and Voldemort killing Cedric Diggory. He believes and supports Harry so much that he even gets in trouble with the Ministry of Magic by professing that Voldemort has returned. And the Ministry of Magic obviously have egg on their face in the end when it turns out that he has and Dumbledore was right all along. He's back! <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's back! <laughs> then you see him he's like back. a second as well. He's like, oh! He's <laughs> back! And then the film just ends. <laughs> <laughs> now... When the Dark Lord does return, Dumbledore steps up this mentorship again and he sets up one-to-one meetings with Harry and he shares everything that he knows. He shares all of his wisdom about the Dark Lord, only keeping, back a, a woman. only keeping <laughs> back a few secrets. <laughs> or a man's own yeah. Case, to be fair. yeah, like that massive secret which is that Harry has to die in the end. Yeah, but he does this because he loves Harry. And okay. he might also... Th- <laughs> He loves him. He loves him like a son. You know, he feels bad for him. He's got no parents. They're all dead, killed by the Dark Lord. And he might also think that he might just not be ready to hear that, by the way, mate, in like a few years when you fight this guy, you're just definitely going to die, even though you're 14. As Professor Snape says, you can't just raise him like a lamb to the slaughter. It's not fair. No, but he doesn't do that. What he does is he And also, what him. about the fifth book where Dumbledore just fucking ghosts him because he thinks it'll be easier? Listen... <laughs> You have to listen to my thing, Seb. <laughs> listen, Seb, listen. He's not whistling. <laughs> he sets up these one-to-one meetings with Harry and he decides to tell him what he yeah, knows about Yeah, and then the next year, he just ghosts him. Seb! <laughs> Stop! Stop! Oh inter- right, we should have an interruption timer, like three maximum. Right, okay, okay. Let, let right. the man speak, Seb. Let the man speak. <laughs> He also gets Snape to set up occupancy lessons so that he can, like, reject Voldemort from his mind. He doesn't want Voldemort entering into Harry's mind. Reject his advances. Yeah, exactly. And he might have ghosted him a little bit, but he tells Harry that he he feels bad for this. He thinks it was a mistake on his part, and a great mentor would admit their mistakes. And what he does then in the sixth instalment is he goes back on that and he tells Harry, look, I did it out of protection and love for you. But really, what we need to do, here's everything I know. We need to fucking stop this guy. And so he starts showing Harry all of his memories and memories that he's collected about Voldemort. And they deliberate together on this rather than, you know, letting Harry just figure shit out by himself or just leaving him alone. They work together, even though Dumbledore's like the most powerful wizard in the world and Harry's just like a kid, to try and stop the Dark Lord. He's giving him a hell of a lot of responsibility at that point. Dumbledore really starting to trust Harry here. And he even gives Harry, like, a big task. He says that he needs him to go and collect a missing memory from Professor Slughorn, who's just joined the school. And this memory will be, like, the key to figuring out what Dumbledore's done, uh, what Voldemort's done, and how to stop him. And this is going to be it, because Dumbledore believes that, like, this is going to be the secret. And it turns out that it does reveal the secret of the Horcruxes. 
which is the way to stop Voldemort in the first place. And he gives Harry this task because, I mean, he probably could have just done it himself, but he wants Harry to be able to prove to Dumbledore and to himself, like, I've taught you now enough. I believe you're strong enough. You can do this task by yourself. And then if you can do this, you'll have the self-belief to go on and destroy the Dark Lord. And Mm. in the end, I mean, Dumbledore, he has to die. Like, he just... he. He has to die. There's no way about getting around it. He's already been cursed by the ring, which is one of the Horcruxes. So he's going to die anyway. And then the Death Eaters and Voldemort put Draco up to the task of killing Dumbledore as well. However, Dumbledore again shows his caring side and protecting of Harry by coming up with a plot with a se- with secret double agent Snape. I also fucking love the Snape double agent reveal. It's great. Um, and the fact that it should be Snape who should kill him. He asks Snape to kill him and Snape's very reluctant, but he explains that he must do it because if Snape kills him, he'll be the master of the Elder Wand or whatever and it won't be Draco Malfoy and they, the dark forces won't get hold of this wand. And that, mm. in turn, will protect Harry and the f- future of everything. And it's the only way Harry will succeed. He'll fail without this. Like, Snape has to now sacrifice and do this as well and kill, you know, his old trusted friend Dumbledore. And Dumbledore knows he's going to be killed. Well, he also does it to protect Draco, doesn't he? Because he knows yeah. that if Draco takes and Draco, the yeah. wand, exactly, he'll, like, he'll yeah, be... corrupt him, yeah. Yeah, and Dumbledore, like, that's such a great mentor. Like, Draco is a class A cunt, but Dumbledore protects him because... He really genuinely cares about his students. Like, and some sometimes to his detriment, he really cared about Tom Riddle. And, you know, it's not his fault that he turned out to be, you know, Harry Potter Hitler. But, you know, it's what it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. You can't all We've be had Harry a lot Potter. Of Hitler today. <laughs> yeah, most, mostly from you, Sebek. So, uh, yeah. Fuck off. That was a reference to all your Hitler referencing. <laughs> so, Dumbledore, even in death, he's doing all he can to make sure that his mentee has the best chances to succeed and he's been given the most wisdom possible for the daunting tasks ahead he couldn't really have done any more to set harry up to face the dark lord and in the end it works harry succeeds in defeating dumbledore and in defeat harry succeeds in defeating voldemort yeah that's bad and (laughs) (laughs) he wouldn't have been able to do this at all without the guidance and wisdom of Dumbledore. He would have failed and the world would have plunged into Voldemort's rule if mm. Dumbledore hadn't mentored Harry. And Harry recognises this and he repays it by naming his son Albus after Dumbledore. Albus Severus Potter. I think it's maybe like he's, fucking all of them. Yeah, he's got like loads he of does, names he's like, <laughs> Yeah, he's got They're all called cool fucking stupid stuff. Hagrid, fucking Hermione, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Fucking's in there as well. Fucking. Fucking. Who else is there? Fucking. Fucking. Fucking Cedric Diggory died as well. Get him in there. <laughs> Who's that Asian chick I dated? She's pretty hot. I'll add, I'll add a name in there as well. <laughs> Cho, yeah. yeah. Cho Chang. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a name. <laughs> um, so Dumbledore's only real crime is that he's got a bit of a silly name. Other than that... <laughs> Dom- <laughs> you wrote that. You wrote no, that. I just oh, thought okay. that now. But Dumb- Dumbledore, like, just the, the boy keeps saying Dumbledore. It's just it's a silly name, but that's his only crime. It means Bumblebee, I think, in German or Roman Egypt. I can't remember which. Wasn't he named after, like, a place in Dorset or something, like a, a beach? Isn't there, like, somewhere called, like, Dumbledore? Like, uh, somewhere in England that I've heard of. There's just loads of references to Devon, though. There's like there's an Ottery Saint something, which isn't actually Ottery Saint Mary, and they mention um like Topsham and Devon and stuff quite a lot. 
Yeah. Well, um, Diagonally yeah. is famously, what's it called? Gandhi Fucking... Street. Yeah. Gandhi Street. Gandalf Street! No, no, wrong no. franchise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dumbledore's only crime is that he's got a bit of a silly name, but he is the perfect mentor to Harry and many other students that grace through the school doors of Hogwarts. Without his guidance, protection, and passing on of his knowledge to Harry, all of the wizards in the world would have died under Voldemort's rule. And that's why Dumbledore, he may be flawed sometimes, but he's the fucking goat mentor. He's sure. a prick, mate. He's not just a little gremlin that says, mate, you can't park uh, there. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't actually Dumbledore say anything mat, that he means. He's just like, raw, do a fucking handstand and that, mate. Carry a rock, innit? Yeah, you had magic in your old Dumbledore's time, Dumbledore's a little bitch, mate. <laughs> he fucking ghosts Harry. He makes Harry kill himself. Bit harsh. He literally brings him back from the dead. He's like, fine. He lets no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Harry comes back from the dead by his own choice. Dumbledore's just a manifestation of his imagination. Yeah, but he. Ne- yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like Dumbledore didn't make him kill himself. He's got to do it. He did. But Harry's got to die. It's just. It's just the way. It's just the way it goes. Nothing to do with Dumbledore being a shit mentor. He's a great mentor. Well, it's a bit to do with Dumbledore. You could have let him know. Why? Well, whether they might be like, oh fuck, that nah, I ain't gonna die, and then oh, I've ruined the whole plan. So you got to trick a child into killing themselves. No. What a lovely man. Was it all fine in the end? Was well, a bit fine. But yeah, exactly. Quite, exactly. exactly. So Dumbledore knows more than you. <laughs> mate, Dumbledore, Dumble snore, mate. He's fucking boring. Right. Okay. Thank you, Dumbledore Mork. That, thank you, Mork. That was a lovely presentation. Dumbledore. I enjoyed hearing shit. about Dumble snore. <laughs> fucking absolute wank, mate. He's just a fuckboy mentor. He's like, I've got enough of you, mate. He's I'm going to go hot. off and do my own shit for a bit. He's a great man. I'd suck his cock. Anyway, <laughs> kinky stuff aside, um, that leads me to pick a winner between the green little goblin gremlin thing that is creature thing that is Yoda, who lives in... <laughs> do you know, no one actually knows his um his race, his his species. He's just unknown. There's only three, which is Yoda... Y- Yodette? I can't remember her name. <laughs> Yodette. Where does Yodette come in? Like in the book? Yida. She's in the she's in the first uh, she's in the Phantom Menace. Oh, what? Um Yaddle, that's it. Yaddle the Yaddle. Quiet. Oh Yaddle. yeah. I feel like I, I think I think I remember that actually. But she never says anything. I didn't even know it was a girl, to be honest. Yeah, it's Yaddle, Yoda, and Grogu. They're the only ones. Who's Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda's Grogu. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, interesting. But yeah, that leads me to pick a winner. Um, I'd say... So Yoda, I'd say, is like is very much like the classic... Like, other than like Mr. Miyagi... I'd say Mr. Miyagi and Yoda are both like kind of the classic film mentors. Um, I mean, I'm sure there was probably some big mentor from like the 30s film or something that i don't know about but like i'm what i mean like big classic iconic blah 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 everyone knows them everyone's like it's the thing you would first think of when you think of like a great fictional or movie mentor yoda is what comes to mind he has like you said he has all the classic tropes um the only downside with yoda is he's not really mentoring for that long he just shows up for like a little bit 
and just sort of like does a couple things and then he's like uh you shouldn't go off and help your friends because you're not ready and then he does it anyway and the next time you see him he's dying and then he's dead (laughs) and then he's so he doesn't get too much mentoring time I would argue that his mentoring is in his legacy. Okay, moving what? on from that comment. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you know, think about how many people have been looking. It's like, right, here's I've got something for you here, right? There's a kid, right, stuck under a bus or something. <laughs> no, this is not. Gonna... Don't bring no, this like some real life thing. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Kids under the bus. Okay. But he's alive, but it's not looking good. Mm. Paramedics turn up. Firefighters are there, right? Yeah. And the paramedic says to the firefighter, do you think you can get him out? And he goes, well, I'll try. And he says, do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> well, he's not because of that, that he fucking does it. He's like, yes, I just needed to believe that I was, the firefighter was inside me the whole time. <laughs> and then he goes in and saves the little kid. Think about that for a second. You actually brought up a good point. Um, so obviously Yoda does have that great quote: "Do or do not. There is no try." Um, but You've what, got a good Yoda. What does what does Dumbledore have in terms of quotes? Does he have any I- iconic quotes? Uh, it's it's uh, just a text do... from Harry that says it's just a text from Harry that says, "Hey, can we chat?" Nothing. Just says scene with two <laughs> no. ticks. It does not. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Yeah, because he says that in front of the mirror of Erisact or Desire spelled backwards. Erised. Yeah, my, Erised. My my sister was blown away when I told her that it was Desire spelled backwards, and was, she's literally the biggest like Harry Potter fan that I know of by far. And I was like, Erised. "How did you not oh, know yeah. that? You literally read the books thirty thousand times over growing." Yeah, up. that's weird. Well, then there's the other thing because Yoda's only in the movie for like a couple scenes really when you get down to it but like people still remember people still remember him and he's like a massive fan favorite but is that just kind of because he was like one of the first big he was like a big mentor obviously in such a big franchise that was huge at Mm. the time so obviously everyone saw him saw all the movies probably watched them 20 times over because they were huge and still are i think the only real question you can ask i guess is and I, I think people might have to almost answer this in the comments more than anything. Who would win in a fight, Yoda or Dumbledore? Yoda sized Dumbledore or Dumbledore sized <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking really long, gangly Yoda. <laughs> his body's the same, his head's the same, but his limbs are like really long well, and gangly. Like, if, if it was Yoda was normal size, he's probably small enough to like transfigure. Like, Dumbledore could probably, because he was head of transfiguration, Hogwarts, he could probably just like transfigure him into like. You know, he's got massive ears, doesn't he? He could probably transfigure inside the Champions League trophy and just start, like, drinking beers out of him or whatever for the rest of his life. <laughs> no, but Yoda would, like, do the Force. You can't magic Yoda. But I guess, like, they're both magic. Yeah, but Dumbledore can also do any kind of Force, can't he? He's... Yeah. But that, that's right. Here's the thing. The magic in Harry Potter is OP. It's so OP that they start to sound like cunts. Yeah, if everyone's like OP, the... then nothing's OP. No, no, but there's that bit in the first film book where he's like, oh, why don't you help all the muggles? And he's like, oh, but if you cure one of them of cancer, you've got to do all of them. That's literally his argument. It's like, yeah, but if we told him, we'd be up to our balls in fucking problems. Whereas if we just leave him to it. Yeah. Whereas the force is a bit more 
low key. It's like maybe I can think into the future. Maybe I can force phone people. Maybe I can run really fast, which is only in the Phantom Menace, and we don't talk about that. I think the force is maybe cooler in that it's more interesting than just regular magical powers. That is a Harry Potter. So on the other hand, you have Dumbledore, who was there for a while and coached Harry amongst other students and put them ahead of himself. And he was an overall very kind and good man, even though he could have achieved more in life. He chose to stay with the shit munchers, as it were, and uh, <laughs> help alleviate them. Like uh, like uh, Buddhist monks who um, don't transcend, don't enlighten and transcend and decide to stick on the planet earth so that it can help other people enlighten themselves and transcend okay um so i've got i've got a winner in my head i know who i've 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 picked and i think i've i think i've given all my reasonings as well so i'm gonna pick the goat fictional mentor buddha it's Albus Dumbledore. Oh, yes! fuck off, mate! I gotta, I gotta give it to the wizard. I gotta give it to the wizard. Sorry, obviously, Yoda is a fantastic pick as well. That is a great pick. Obviously, he um, doesn't even have a song. Yoda is classic. Dumbledore is obviously is less classic because I think by virtue of being newer, um, more recent, um, more but. I think he I think he did more mentoring. I think it really comes down to that. It, he did more mentoring. He he helped more people. He helped Harry Potter the main character more. He was almost like a father figure throughout. He's literally like Harry. the headmaster of a school like he just dedicated his life to teachings and mentorings. That's all that's yeah. literally his whole life purpose at that point when he's the headmaster of the school. I'm sorry for the double the double middle finger set. <laughs> you were throwing mate. so much shit at Dumbledore. I was just like, right. Fuck that green gremlin. Do you know what, mate? It's fine. Fucking Dumbledore. <laughs> just fucking. Um, go, nah, to be fair, look, I'm a massive pothead. I love a bit of potter. And, um, you know, just. I, I, you know, he's a good pick. I love a bit of Dumbledore. Those books meant a lot to me. I remember thinking about the things he said and using them to quell my own anxieties, even though I wasn't a wizard. Um, so it's a good pick, and you yeah. know, I'll let you have that one. Would I still have one if I'd picked Gandalf? You reckon? <laughs> well, no, because you would have lost by default because we can't pick the same answer twice. No, I. You wouldn't have won just because I don't. <laughs> I don't really rate don't Dumbledore that, that much of a mentor. Anyway. I wouldn't say yeah, he was... didn't really he didn't yeah. really mentor Frodo at all. He was just like, look, mate, you got to do this shit. Fucking get on with it. And then he just died. Although he's probably did by himself. I think he might have been way more of a mentor maybe in The Hobbit. Oh yeah, to Bilbo he was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um he's not really. A... He's more of a mentor to Aragorn actually in The Lord of the Rings than he is to Frodo. Definitely more. Than that. Okay, so or on that note, um it was nice to see you all. Um, how are we? <laughs> On that bombshell. Uh, thank you very much for listening. To episode, episode 45, by the way. Episode 45. fucking 45. We'll have to do something good for 50. 
but anyway, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And uh, next time, uh, are we going to do the female football or are we going to think of something else? Yeah, yeah, I'm up for female footballer. Yeah, I think we're going to do uh, goat female footballer, uh, which will be interesting because I don't. I know of like three foot female footballers and they all play for Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> women's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Really excited for that. Yeah, it should be good. And yeah, if there's anything else from you guys. No. No, I'm good, man. Just cool, glad good. Dumbledore beat a grotty little gremlin who lives in the swamp. <laughs> Love words, you, bye. Not mine. Love, Love you, bye. bye. I didn't call him a grotty little gremlin who lives in a swamp. Love you, you didn't call him a grotty little gremlin like that. Love you, just, bye. I love you, bye. Love Fuck you, bye, yourself. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Fuck yourself. <laughs>